Welcome to the Hot Potato Food and Beverage Impact Talk podcast. Join us each month as we talk to industry leaders, sustainability experts and change makers in the grocery retail sector. I'm your host, Markus Linder, co-founder and CEO of Inoko. And today we have a very special guest with us, Bernhard Strasser, Expansion Manager Europe at Nomo. Founded in 2016, Cologne-based Nomo is a premium plant-based ice cream brand with a strong commitment to sustainability, quality, and a passion for tackling climate change issues. Continuously optimizing its processes, the Nomo team prides itself to overcome any roadblocks and offsets its CO2 emissions twice to achieve the carbon neutral status. Today, we will explore Nomo's quest to reduce the environmental footprint of ice cream products. We will learn how they are reporting on their sustainability initiatives and why they have recently decided to get products assessed on climate, on the social impact, animal welfare impact, and similar issues. And I'm very excited about that part because here we will be able to really learn how the result basically what the outcome of the, of the assessment was and we will also learn more about recommendations that and steps that Nomo can take to further reduce the impact of their products. Hi Bernhard, it's really great to have you on the show and thank you for sharing your valuable insights with us today. Hi Markus, thank you also for inviting me to your podcast. I'm very proud to tell more about Nomo's quest reduce the environmental footprint and also I'm really happy to share the result with our assessment of Inoko and our products in this podcast. Great, really great to have you on board. But first of all, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how you personally became interested in sustainability? Yeah, I think for everyone, it is maybe interesting now to think more about sustainability. And myself, I started when I started to work for Nomu, also to work for climate science. And climate science is a tool where you can learn more about climate itself and the change. I helped this uh, NGO in partnerships, it, for example, bringing them to the TV channels and more. And I think it is very important for us to take part in this challenge for, for all of us. And I think also in terms of food, it is really reasonable here to think about what you eat and how you live about your health and of course for the for the world itself and maybe you have seen uh once the game changer documentary on netflix that uh started me to try for nine months to live vegan now i'm flexitarian again but i i can tell it it changed my my behavior about food and also i did my first marathon when i ate vegan and it really helped me in this terms of sports and health but also I love food and if I'm in different countries, I try sometimes also, yeah, let's say animal-based food. Yeah, I think we all don't have to become vegan, but if we enrich our diet by uh, plant-based options and if we try to reduce our meat consumption, uh, we all would be already significantly further down the road regards to the climate challenge that we are tackling at the moment. But can you maybe also tell us a bit more about the inspiration behind Nomo and what sets uh, your vegan ice cream apart from other brands on the market? Yeah, if you look at the other brands on the market at the moment, they are rare products which are only vegan. So they have vegan options, but our brand Nomu is 100% vegan. So you can be sure every product that you buy is 100% plant-based. And also it is for us very important to uh, have no 
chemics inside. So it's also 100% organic. Those two parts in combination is one um, of our USPs on the market. And also that we have less sugar than the others. It's 30% less sugar is also very important for you and for your health. But the most important thing is the taste. And I would say our ice cream tastes the best, even we have less sugar and are vegan. And why don't try ice cream with coconut milk? You don't need milks of cow. I can totally uh, second that. I'm also a big fan of your ice cream. And especially now as I've seen the results of the product impact assess uh, assessment, uh, I'm very likely to buy it even more often than I did up until now. And I also would love to hear about a project that you have been recently working on lately in the sustainability space that you're really proud of. Um, can you share some details about uh, such kind of a product? So what exciting things have been working on here? Recently? Yeah, so I mentioned the sugar reduction of 30%. We did not start with that, but we implemented it on an ongoing process. We're also developing always with the feedbacks, our customers, our products, and may, many people ask for sugar reduction. So there are really rare um, possibilities to have organic supplements for sugar. So we added erythrit. With that, we have less sugar. And erythrit was in last studies now also a concerning that we might be it might be unhealthy, but we can say it's not because. Erythrit is something that you always have in your body. Erythrit is also organic and it is 100 times more sweet than sugar and still makes the flavor of our ice cream really great, sweet. And we can achieve that you don't take this huge amount of sugar in comparison to other ice cream into yourself. For us, it is important that your blood sugar level does not get that high in comparison to other ice creams and with less sugar we can achieve that perfect sounds great can you maybe also give us a little bit of an overview of how the vegan food industry and especially the ice cream market in particular has changed over the years and what's your view on where the market is heading in the future so we started 2016 in germany and there were really really rare options for vegan ice cream pints in the and um, the shelves in the supermarkets so we were one of the first vegan ice creams in germany since then we saw already in the shelves of milk we have so many alternatives already you can see the almond milk and the oat milk and so on but in the ice cream shelves it's not obvious actually for anyone that they see or can find an alternative and over the years now we see you have your own vegan shelves even in the fridges for alternatives to milk and our goal and target is also to have this in the ice cream part why don't you have a vegan ice cream shelf still you have to really be careful and take a look is this if this ice cream is vegan or not and we also see people buying oatly milk but then they buying um normal ice cream and we can also see it with chocolate and the other products with which are still having cow milk and now we have seen also in our ice cream market many, many uh, more competitors and companies coming into the market, but also now with, now with the crisis last year, with the inflation and the war, we and seeing that people start to save money. We also see that the innovation is now going a little bit 
less than the years before. So now we see people are looking on the budget, on the money, and still want to buy organic food, still are looking for the health, but it has not to be that special or innovative thing at the moment as it was the years before. But we hope for the years, that for the upcoming years, that we will have, again, a good market, that the people are willing to buy new products and innovative products. So I think vegan and climate change is still a topic for many people and the market still is growing. And like I said, I think in one or two years, we will have also the vegan ice cream shelves in the supermarkets. I mean, we even see, for example, from Rewe, they make Flanzilla as the one first vegan owned shop. And I think this is something which will still grow. We had the head of sustainability of Rewe International here. I think it was the last episode of our podcast. And here we actually talked about that concept. So for all the listeners who are not familiar with Francilla yet, uh, check out the last episode of our podcast. You will be able to learn much more about that vegan uh, store concept. You mentioned already a lot of advantages that your ice cream have, like, you know, it's dairy-free because you use coconut milk uh, instead of cow milk, which obviously has a huge benefit from a carbon perspective. Uh, you mentioned your products are organic, sugar-reduced, um, I think you're also uh, really active on the packaging side to reduce the impact there. I'm curious what kind of challenges you have faced while introducing more and more sustainable practices within the business and were there any challenges that you had to deal with? And, you know, maybe you can also share how you could overcome those challenges. I mean, there are two big challenges for us. On one hand, we are a startup. So, of course, uh, we have to take care of our money and we have not endless investments. That means we have to make a product which is prof profitable for us, but also is okay for the budget for our customers. And this trade-off we have to make, like making a good, really great product of the taste and it's organic and vegan, makes it for us also more expensive than products on the market, which are just with chemicals and maybe really cheap produced and cheap in the supermarket and that you as a customer see the value why you should buy a product that has more value for you and for your health and it should also be worth for you to buy but we can see on the numbers that the people are recognizing it and, and buying our products and it's maybe not necessary even for us to have that many investments in the future anymore if we can keep being profitable. And on the other hand, uh, of course, we know there are many uh, supermarkets which are copying our products or let's say vegan ice cream products and can also give them more cheap into the shelves. So we have competitions from the market, from the supermarket themselves too. And we can also proudly say that we are still in the shelves, in the markets, even some tried to be with the own labels in the in the shelves because I think it's not only the supermarkets which are interesting for us. It's also the the restaurants and let's also say the the places for swimming. I mean, the most money you make with ice cream is actually there where it's summer and hot and where you can go swimming. And there we are with our small ice cream cups, and there is no other competitor at the moment. Cool. That sounds like a very nice opportunity <laughs> to 
to tackle all those public uh, swimming pools and uh, make sure that your ice cream is listed there. Looking at your the topic sustainability report, so I'd be really curious to understand if you have specific sustainability objectives. So can you maybe share with us what your goals are and how you're working towards it, towards achieving them? Because it's always super inspiring to learn about other companies who are on the mission to make their products green. So it's very important for us um, to see and take a look which are the parts who makes the most CO2 in the production. And of course, of course, it's the production and the ingredients themselves that makes 60%. And also the packaging makes five. For the ingredients, we're really choosing, uh, aware full our ingredients, where we take them from, where they are coming from. And I'm also excited now to see and share it with the NOCO results because there we can really prove that our ingredients producing not that much CO2 than maybe others. This is one big part. And also how we produce our ice cream, even if we, of course, we are producing CO2, but we are also trying, of course, to compensate it at least. And at least we pay the double price of our CO2 that we take. And also in packaging is very important for us that our packaging is plastic free. So it's 100% organic and you can recycle it again and This is also a part where we are proud of that we don't use any plastic for our packaging. And in the future, we try also to have maybe less packaging and get more people getting the ice cream directly at our, let's say, flagship stores or partners where you can just take it with you. And Numo has quite a unique product offering. So you are being uh, certified plant-based, gluten-free, soy-free, uh, lactose-free, uh, and basically low-calorie uh, ice cream brand, plus eco-friendly and yeah, plastic-free. So can you somehow walk us through the product life cycle of your ice cream and give us maybe some insights on how you achieve all of these uh, amazing attributes? Yeah, first of all, thank you for mentioning that. It's also very important for us to reach as many people as possible which have different allergies. For example, soy-free is very important because you have many vegan ice cream products, but many of them also contain soy and all our ice cream is based on coconut or cashew milk. And the product life cycle starts, of course, with the creation of the product. So internally, we starting to taste, create and trying our ice cream as much as possible with different uh, recipes. And until we have for us the perfect recipe. I, I, I bet that's the best. That's one of the best parts of the job, right? Trying all those new recipes. I'm really jealous. I think you should involve us into that process Absolutely. as well. Yeah. You, of course, are invited <laughs> always to come to us in Cologne in our office and help us even to try and maybe find some new ideas. And we also bring sometimes special editions that you in Austria can buy at Mia Market, for example, where it's also combined with feedbacks of our customers and then um, you can try some inventions and especially editions are not general editions like vanilla because it's an edition that you maybe just want to try once but not by all the year and the life cycle after the recipe of course we have to find our partners and suppliers where we can take our ingredients from from different countries we also have to test and try them again and, and look if this what they are promising is correctly then we have to go to our production make first test make it still manually 
And if we think we now achieved for 100% um, that what we want, then we start to make full production of our ice cream. And then we also have, of course, to talk with our dealers and partners to bring out the normal ice cream to you. Behind that, every year we have also to fulfill our certificates. So behind that, this is a lot of work, like the IFS standard we fulfill for 100% and also the bio Gütesiegel. And this is also a lot of work for us as a small startup, but this guarantees 100% that there is no, let's say, plastic parts or something in your ice cream, or you have always to be sure that there's no, let's say, cockroaches or something in your ice cream. So this is very important, and we have here the highest standards. You mentioned earlier that you're double offsetting the emissions that are caused by your products. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more about how you do that? As there's obviously lots of discussions around offsetting lately. Yeah, so we also know the uh, offsetting discussions and also we're just discussing internally. Is it now more smart actually just try even more to reduce, of course, your CO2? This is actually more important for us at first. But still, it is not negative, I would say, to compensate with the labeling your CO2, but maybe you should not use it that much as advertisement because it should be something that is normal to do, actually. But we double compensate it. And you've talked quite a bit about the environmental impact of your products, which is really cool. Lots of people out there obviously also care about the social side of things. So do you have any examples of what you do to make sure that your products are created or include raw ingredients that are really have been produced based on social fair practices? Yeah, so here maybe I can say also something that you will see in the Inoku results that is, of course, very important that there's no children working and no child, child labor. labor. Yeah. This is important for us. So seeing here the suppliers that we use, are 100% fair and and sustainable. That is one thing. But the other thing we can also achieve and see that we don't make too much food waste because we have, of course, to produce before we sell. So there's always something left, even if it, the summer is hot and we already figured out how to, for example, use Too Good To Go or the different tafel in Germany and Austria to give away our ice cream and not throw away the ice cream. So this is very important. And also the social impact, just to talk about ice cream with many, many people and having our social media and make them aware that also ice, ice cream of others contains cow milk. I think because it's not that obvious, is also the a challenge that we are still working on it. Which perfectly gets us to the next topic, which is product impact assessment that you recently got done based on our Inoco technology. So first of all, congratulations on achieving such super positive results and great scores. Thank you. Give you an example. We can share that with our listeners. The Nomo Coconut Ice Cream has 1.6 kilograms of CO2 per kilogram of the product, which scores it at B. So in our Inoco product impact assessment, the scores go from letter A, which is amazing, down to letter E, which is obviously the opposite of amazing. And for example, the kokosnut ice cream scores a B, but also the mango, mango ice cream scores a B. Or from an animal welfare perspective, obviously both products get the very best in class rating available because 
as a vegan product, uh, you get our happy cow face <laughs> because there are no animal-based products in there. Also from a social score, you're getting a beat, which is pretty good. Uh, from a nutrition perspective, I was super, super, super surprised that your mango ice cream actually scored an A, so the best possible score from a nutrition perspective. So finally, I have an excuse to eat more ice cream because it's really healthy, at least according to the Nutri-Score, which is the underlying score that we use here at the NoCode to assess products from a nutrition perspective. On, on the opposite for the Nomo um, coconut ice cream here, the nutrition score is a C, which is average, which is still pretty good for an ice cream, I have to say. So I don't think that there are lots of ice creams out there that get into that range. But here we see that there is still some room to improve. So what you received uh, from as an output from our technology in terms of potential recommendations that you can do, for example, from a nutrition perspective, so here the recommendation would be to look potentially in changing ingredients to get to ingredients that have a lower amount of saturated fat and obviously to continue working on the sugar reduction of the ice cream. And if we go, for example, if you look at the products from a climate perspective, here, for example, uh, we see that you're doing already amazing, but there's still some room to improve in terms of the production of the main ingredients. So for example, the production of the lemon juice is quite energy intense. And the same is true for the production process of the coconut milk. Both production processes at the moment are calculated based on use of conventional electricity or energy. So here, a big step that you could take to further lower the impact of your product is to either get uh, verification from your producers that they actually already use renewable energies or to convince them to transition towards renewable energy, which is probably not the easiest thing to do depending on the countries where those producers are producing, but my topic to follow up on. First of all, again, uh, congratulations on, on, on that great rating and great results really came as a very positive surprise to me and what i'm curious about now is you know what do you th how do you see those ratings and how do you see those recommendations that you are getting along with those ratings in terms of reducing the impact of the products even further is this something you're going to look at or yeah what are you going to uh, to do with those results now? first of all again thank you marcus and inoko for this really uh, helpful and great document and data that we got so far from you for our coconut and mango ice. And I think it's uh, also interesting and, and great to have this in a rating from A to E. And you as a producer, I hope you will be interested always to be in the green area with A and B. And even if like you're in the nutrition score C for your coconut ice, it could be still here this for uh, uh, a room for us for improvement because of course we want to have the great taste. And this maybe is the trade-off that we, if you want to improve with, again, less sugar and less saturated fat, that the taste might not be that great. But for us, it's important to, to look in, again in our ice cream laboratory to find solutions, try on new recipes, and maybe then again uh, come to the nutrition score and, and get a B. So maybe in one, two years, we can make a new screening of our coconut ice cream. And it's for us a new challenge. Yeah, and just to reiterate, I mean, in comparison to probably most of the ice creams out there, you're already doing extremely well, but uh, obviously it's great 
as a customer to know that you're going to go the extra mile to even further uh, reduce uh, the impact on nutrition from a nutrition perspective, from an environmental perspective. I think that's, that's so important nowadays that you know where you're standing and that you really have tangible recommendations on how you can lower the impact further, improve the product further. It's obviously we're excited and we're also very excited about this partnership with you here. What I also found interesting as a result from the assessment that actually there is very little, usually we see in many products quite some carbon footprint related, you know, issues from a land use change perspective. So usually a quite large amount of emissions, obviously not that bad when it comes to plant-based products, but still with many products, there's lots of potential to improve um, from a land use change perspective. So, you know, if there is deforestation involved in the supply chain or similar and uh, land use change actually had a very a limited influence on your, or has a very limited influence on the results of your products, which is also really great and noteworthy in my opinion. Yeah, maybe overall it appears that Nomo is uh, super committed to producing products that are environmental friendly and align with ethical and social standards. We'd love to hear about any partnerships that Nomo has formed with various stakeholders like producers or retailers that have made a difference in terms of sustainability. Can you maybe share some insights on those collaborations and how they have impacted? So we have a lot of different partnerships, of course, on social media, for example, with other plant-based companies like Planted or Greenforce. I mean, we are all on the same mission. We can, I think, do marketing bigger together. So this is one thing we always uh, like to partner with uh, other plant-based companies. And if you hear the story, please come to me again in Austria and Switzerland. And we we will find uh, maybe a great partnership with you. But also we, we're looking on other fields uh, like uh, coffee brands in Austria, Jotornik. Of course, we know many people um, using vanilla for their iced coffee. I would say we invented one of the best vanilla that you can use for your iced coffee and your tonic is now using them in all the exhibitions our vanilla and it tastes really great and also we have now many plant-based coffee restaurants which are using our vanilla for the iced coffee so this is one way um, where partnerships on other places can help also we have now to think about the, the future like we are also of course using freezers and we know freezer are also taking a lot of power. So the next step for us will be finding the best suppliers for our, our freezers, which are using less electricity and are still more environmental friendly so that we also can make here a difference to other companies. And that's really important that you look at the impact of your products beyond um, just the ingredients, the production processes, but also really consider what happens with regards to storage, with regards to use, with regards to disposal, and uh, what steps can you take there to also lower the impact there. So great that you're thinking of those things already and taking them in account. From, uh, I mean, as a result of your company's sustainability efforts, have you noticed any positive impacts on the business? So have you seen like, you know, consumers loyalty going up did it help you to attract talent and and to retain talent was it helpful from a brand attractiveness perspective maybe you can share some some of the positive effects that you have seen because of all the efforts that you're taking on a sustainability side yes absolutely um there are so many that uh, comes into my mind even if there are 
just uh, young HTL guys, uh, 17 to 18 years, uh, they could work for many big companies, make the diploma project, but they saw us and they were amazed about our story and how we, we want to make a difference just with ice cream and made a, an app actually for us, for customer loyalty. And it is amazing. And maybe we can also uh, launch it soon. And this is for one example um, where we see, okay, we're also already making uh, a good example to young HDL guys, which are now also eating vegan, of course. And the next thing, for example, um, another big diploma project in Switzerland was made about Nomu. And of course, it's not only that we have this um, or making this difference uh, for the for people who are studying, but also just to see it on shelves or online, if you look, for example, at Alfie's, many, many people know Alfie's for ordering uh, at night the drinks and so on. And then uh, an other ice cream brand, which is very popular there. They said, and that was one of our first customers, and this, they were really brave to try Nomu because you did not know how will Nomu be in Austria. And... We have now, we can say that it was very successful for us and for them, the cooperation with Alfie's, because there we can see many people are now going to the vegan side of ice cream and buying a Nomu there. I think this is just a small steps for everyone to just get a bit more vegan and not making a trade-off to, to the taste and still can enjoy your ice cream is something that just by the word of mouth, we are spreading with Nomu and this is actually great that we don't have to do that much investment into our marketing in comparison to other big companies as Oatly tried last year with ice cream. They are not in the shelves anymore this year because Oatly, you know it for, for the milk, but not for ice cream. And apparently the taste wasn't that great because they're not trying 100 times the recipes. There are many, many more examples that I could bring now. We are really happy at the moment and I think product is the first most important thing to be successful and then it will communicate itself. Taste definitely shouldn't be underrated. So there is, I think, lots of very sustainable products out there that fail because the taste isn't there and consumers are very unlikely to make any compromise on the taste just because the product is more sustainable. So I think that also always has to be at the center of product development at the same time. But let's talk about communicating your sustainability efforts to your consumers. So how do you go about sharing all those activities, all those steps that you take to become more sustainable? I think our biggest channel is our Instagram channel. It's the fifth biggest ice cream channel in the German speaking area. So we have there more than 20,000 uh, followers and it's for us a really important and huge channel on one hand. And then on the other hand, one of our two co-founders is Rebecca. Rebecca is 25 years old, became a role model for female founders in Germany. And she's speaking on many TV stations and on LinkedIn with different topics about uh, founding your company. So also for us, it's on one hand, the sustainability point, but on the other point, also, it's interesting for many people to hear and see Rebecca speaking. And this is how we get uh, more to our customers. And last year, we had our biggest listing at Netto, and we were in shelves of 4,000 
markets in Germany. Very cool. And if you were to share some advice or a message with other food companies aiming to prioritize sustainability in their operations and products, what would you like to tell yeah, them? At first, um, I think vegetarian or vegan is something that should be in your mind for like for everyone. We can also see that Spa de Tan is only producing meat and now also producing uh, veggie options. So we can see it everywhere. And there are so many external advisors already uh, on the market. They also like Yenoko, they, they can help you how to change uh, to become more sustainable, but also he listen and hear more to the young and new generation. They have so many great ideas. Take the feedback from your community, read really the comments on Instagram and try to change your product because otherwise we would not have seen that, for example, the trend to less sugar is that big and now we are one of the first with less sugar in on the ice cream market and taking this all together i think listen to your customers but also see which co2 emissions you have what is your footprint and and also don't forget that everything you do makes an impact is important from the start to the end so from planning your product until you launch it and also the brand is very important don't forget as We, I mean, we can see the richest person in the world is from Louis Vuitton. And it's just actually the brand, um, Bernard Arnault. And Nomu is also, of course, living from the brand. But people know already what the brands are standing for. And I would say Nomu also spreads all over the world at the moment. And we want to become, until 2025, the biggest vegan ice cream brand in the German area. And I think so. Also take care about your brand. This is my advice. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're excited to be a little part of your journey, obviously. Lastly, what is your all-time favorite potato uh, recipe? You know, the name of our uh, podcast is Hot Potato. So I'm curious, uh, what's your favorite potato uh, recipe? Uh, that you simply can't resist. So I really, really love, love mashed potatoes. I made a vegan mashed potato recipe. I'm happy to share with you. And it's actually very easy because you just need, of course, potatoes. Then you can take any planted milk. I like to use here oat milk. Then instead of butter, you use margarine. And yeah, you put them together and make your own mashed potato recipe and tastes really great. It's a simple but really lovely, creamy potato recipe. That's great. And if you're willing to share that with us, we are happy to attach that to the speaker notes of the podcast so that our audience can also uh, give it a try. So that's a wrap for uh, today's Hot Potato Food and Beverage Impact Talk podcast, where we explored Nomu's journey to reduce the environmental footprint of their ice cream products with our special guest Bernhard Strasser, Expansion Manager Europe at Nomo. Thank you, Bernhard, for joining us and sharing all your expertise. It's been a big pleasure and we keep our fingers crossed for your next steps and yeah, are exciting about our cooperation. Thanks a lot for having me, Marcus, and all the best for Inoko for the future. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Hot Potato Food and Beverage Impact Talk podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey to make sustainability the norm in the food and beverage industry. This is Markus Linder signing off until next month. Stay sustainable.
Inoco is an AI-powered sustainability solution that empowers retailers, F&B brands, and suppliers to analyze and improve the impact of their products throughout their entire value chain. With in-depth assessments and optimization tools, Inoco helps businesses make data-driven decisions to drive success in sustainability. If you would like to know more about us, why not follow us on social media? Find us on LinkedIn by simply searching for Inoco or follow the link in this episode's notes. You can also email us directly at hello at inoco.com.